Hello, and welcome back to the Blind Shots Podcast. I'm your host, David Hill, coming to you from the giant new bunker guarding the speed slot on the left side of the 5th fairway at Southern Pines. And this is Season 3, Episode 12. In this revisiting installment of the Americans in Pinehurst series, Matt, Fred, and I discuss the new Southern Pines experience. It's a course that had been operated by the local Elks Lodge in Southern Pines, North Carolina, since the early 1960s. Originally opened as a municipal course, the Donald Ross-designed Southern Pines was always beloved as a place for locals to test their game, so long as expectations were tempered regarding what course conditions they might encounter, especially of late. In the hands of a new ownership group, which also owns nearby Pine Needles and Mid Pines Golf Resorts, Southern Pines has undergone a significant renovation and restoration effort from noted golf architect Kyle Franz, who just happened to also work his magic at Pine Needles and Mid Pines, as well as some of the courses at the Pinehurst Resort proper. The new Southern Pines is spectacular. I actually wrote about it over on the blog that the course has been unleashed, given an opportunity to be its absolute best self with the work that's already occurred and continues today. Work had just begun when our crew visited down there last December in 2020, so we had a relatively fresh set of memories for our before and after comparisons. We also chat a few brief moments about our love for the cradle and now this will do over at the Pinehurst Resort and how that's really is the happiest place in golf. Before we jump back in with Matt and Fred, a reminder that you're invited to interact with the show on Twitter at Blind Shots Pod as well as on Instagram at Blind Shots Podcast. I've been scratching out a few notes over on the blog of late, so be sure to check those out if you haven't already done so at onebeardedgolfer.com. Finally, the Blind Shots Podcast is sponsored by me, David Hill. In addition to playing, talking, and writing about golf, I'm a licensed Kentucky realtor with Rector Hayden Realtors. I work with homeowners buying and selling their homes. And also work with investors and businesses on their commercial property needs here in Central Kentucky. You can find all my contact information on my Realtor webpage, davidhill.rhr.com. Want to know what you need to do to get top dollar for your home now that you're thinking of selling? Need to know what to expect through the process as you approach your first home purchase? I can help with both those problems. Reach out to me and we can start a conversation. And with that, let's get back to the chat with Matt and Fred. want to talk mostly about sort of the new southern pines um, that we visited because we'd gone around a couple of times at the prior iteration of bent grass greens that had been modified and now we've seen it post renovation and i'll set it up like this through my contacts down there and my friends my fear was that having kyle friends the, the architect who had redone mid pines and redone pine needles that you know, he, they had found a working formula and Southern Pines was going to be pine needles light. Um, and I think they did a great job of not making that true. Like it was Southern Pines, I think by the end of it growing in and maturing with these changes is going to be the, the number one non-Pinehurst course down there. That's kind of the way I came away from it. Fred, what was, what was your overall general impressions of what we found down there this time at Southern Pines. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm going to shock anybody. I think you guys know, you know, uh, my affection for that course. Um, it, from the first time we played it, I was, I mean, I, I, I just loved it. You know, um, I don't say it's, it doesn't necessarily set up great for me compared to other things. So it's not, it's not play related. Um, 
I don't know the right word. You guys can probably help me out here, but Southern Pines to me has a different, I'll call it spirit to it. it it's, it's a different feel from the moment you get to the little tiny parking lot, you walk past the pool right there, you walk past the little putting green, you walk up to the, the not overly extravagant, you know, uh, clubhouse well, area. Well-worn clubhouse. It, it, it's very, very, um, it's comforting to me for some reason. It's like, it's like, uh, it's not going to the other places down there that have a resort kind of feel to it. It's, it doesn't have that kind of, um, feel standing on the first tee with that rickety old sign that says, welcome to Southern Pines. And, you know, it, I think that comes from the fact that, you know, it hasn't been, we'll call pampered for a hundred years, right? It's been beat up and knocked around and not taken care of. And it, and it's still there and it's still, it's still a place to go and play good, good golf at a good golf course. Do you think it, how much is your opinion going to change when we go back in a couple of years and they've got a shiny new clubhouse and it's, it's no longer the scruffy underdog. You know what? I, I hope it doesn't change. I hope that they're able, you know, that group that bought it, you know, they, they have the, the, the mid pines and the pine needles and you can go there and get that right. Leave. I hope they take that and, and keep Southern pines with that kind of country feel to it. Now I know there's a smattering of holes on the front nine that have a house, houses on along the side, or you might see some houses. I know, um, was it one, two, three, four? Four has all those four, little patio four. Homes. Yep, that, that's probably the worst one. Five, you'll see them through the trees down and around the corner. And I think there's something behind the green. Um, but you know, you get back on that back nine, there are no houses. and you feel like you are in the middle of nowhere. It feels like you're a dormy club, right? Dormy clubs out in the middle of nowhere, but you, I still have that feeling when we play like the back nine there. So maybe it's because by that time it's beat me up so bad. And I get there and I just want to like, you know, somebody hit me with the golf cart. I don't know, but I, lo I love the feeling that, that I don't know if I have it for Southern Pines or if Southern Pine gives Southern Pines gives me that feeling, but I, I I don't I don't necessarily want to call it the underdog, but maybe that's how maybe that's how my words presented it. Um, I just feel like it has a, a different kind of feel or a different spirit than the other courses that we play down there. Matt, yeah, gonna piggyback on a lot of what Fred said. I think if you do drop a if you drop the uh, the clubhouse from Carnoustie, the big giant, you know, monstrosity <laughs> as they call it, oh. um, you know, this glorious, huge, wonderful, very comfortable building, and you drop that at the front, you know, they they widen that road in there. They put a big giant parking lot. I don't think it's going to change the course a bit. Um, I think that Southern Pines is when fred was talking the the phrase that came to my mind is really exceptional muni course um it in that it doesn't feel like a resort course at all right um and and not even i mean they could put 
a, a spectacular practice green out there. What they have out there are, you know, very much workable and usable, but not what's at Pine Needles, right? Um, and, and that's okay. And that it fits very well with what's out there. But if they changed it to be just like what's at Pine Needles, I don't think that that really changes the experience on the course very much. The way that course is set up, um, you know, it's, it's a lot tighter than, um, than Pine Needles, for instance, in a lot of, in a lot of places. Um, those big, uh, there's a lot of big dramatic uphills. Yes. Um, that, that it's, that give it a very different feel, um, than the other two, uh, you know, mid pines and pine needles that are owned by the same folks. Um, it, you know, it's obviously very different, but Dave, going back to, uh, you know, there are a lot of courses around central Kentucky that have those kind of big uphill, um, you know, sort of I mean, you gain, you know, you cover a tremendous amount of elevation on some of those, you know, on some of those. And Southern Pines has a little bit of that. It's almost like, I mean, it's not in a different area, but it almost, the terrain kind of feels a little bit different. Um, and I think it just sets up, you know, sets up for a different experience. It feels to me like a really, really nice working, you know, working man's course. Um, almost in the same way that Carnoustie feels different than St. Andrews. Um, you know, it, it seems, and I don't know if that's because it evolved over time and didn't get taken care of the same way. And it just, that, that feeling got imbued into the, you know, the, the grass there or whatever. Um, or maybe it was set up that way from the start, but yeah, I, I, that's the feel that I get is that it's, you know, it's a little bit more of a working man's course, but a really nice version of it. You know, I, I did some writing on this, jotted down some thoughts on Southern Pines. And, you know, they've they've brought that scraped sand aesthetic to it. They have brought the that clumped native grass, you know, kind of aesthetic. Um, but I thought it was done with a nice light touch. Like it didn't just it, it wasn't. I don't know if they're done. I don't know if there's more work that's going to be done this offseason or not. Um there were more bunkers, more hazards, you know, right off the bat, first hole, boom, you've got a bunker right in the landing area, right. And kind of almost a cross hazard coming out of the left, reaching out towards the fairway further down, um, which is makes it much less of a, just grip it and rip it course. You know, even though you may not be able to reach those hazards and at a, you know, 6,500 yard course, it's got, because of the elevation change that you talked about, Matt, it's, everything that you want, even though the scorecard scorecard yardage says, you know, I think between 65 and 6,600, but yeah, with some of those uphill approach shots, it's every, it's everything you want for a champ, you know, near championship length golf course. Um, so I thought the, the way it was well done, kind of bringing that Sand Hills aesthetic to Southern Pines, the tree removal probably has made as big an impact as anything. Um, going up four down five it was significant you know where we found they built that lost hole right there at the confluence of four five and i guess ten um right there up on that ridge but for me the biggest change what what i took away kind of wowed with and i'd seen it with pictures ahead of time but it was really neat to experience was the clear cutting of the stuff along the right side of eight 
and the right side of 11 on both sides of the lake. So all of a sudden you've got an unobstructed view. It brings the water into play from that tee box because you could now slice one that the trees would have knocked down before you could eventually. I, I gave it a run. I only <laughs> missed it by a couple of feet. Wind, wind might've saved you. Um, and, but you, you've got that view now of probably the best view of 11 green on the course is from the top part of eight fairway. You can see uh, 12T, 13 green, your own green. You've got the anticipation of looking now, you know, a clear unobstructed view all the way from 11 over the little par three and then nine, which follows. It's just, for me, having that opened up actually made it a more intimate environment. You're instead of kind of coming out of a chute or a hallway, all of a sudden you're into a, the very busy place of that course where the, the nines meet, you crisscross a couple of times, and it's it's that 17th the TPC effect. Like you can see that hole, that walking up that hole, prior hole, all the pros talk about is that you're thinking about it all day, and then you see it from 16, and then you've got to go. All of a sudden you see that green sitting by the water for a couple of holes, and you, I don't know, it just it ties it together so much better with that that cut of the trees that was the big change other than now tee this up for you guys fred it's interesting you said that the greens were quick enough on hole number one john mark three putted and never got the ball to the hole from above from four feet above the hole he couldn't get the ball he was so scared of that downhill on that first green which is a really severe tilt back to to front um that yeah he never got the ball to the hole so i assume those will quicken up as they mature that, you know, the, there's new surfaces there. Um, but as far as playing, uh, Matt, I'll let you lead us off with this one. What was the, what change really made you say, Oh, okay. Wow. Um, let's see. I, I, I think, you know, one of the things you mentioned was the addition of the scraped sand. Uh, I agree. I think that they did that, you know, sparingly, but I thought they did it in a lot of the right places. Um, I found, I found it coming into play um, multiple times. Um, it wasn't always me. Uh, sometimes it was it was somebody else, but it, it was it was me plenty of times. Um, you know, and and I think so. Not only not only did they use a light touch, but they obviously they're very good at what they do. Um, and and I'm I'm apparently a sucker, and you know I I fall right into their trap, I guess. Um, so that was one thing that I noticed, like you said, it was, it, it didn't really exist there before. And now I found myself in it a lot. Um, and it should be said, it, it took the place of a lot of what was kind of shaggy, gnarly, unmaintained rough. So, yeah. you know, scraped, I'll take scraped sand. Cause I'm a picker over, you know, wrist spraining rough every day. Yeah. Well, and again, you, you know, you guys, you guys got down there sort of on an intermediate trip um, that I missed. So this was my first exposure to this course since before. Um, and, you know, obviously the first time we played it, every, every single thing that they changed hadn't been done yet. <laughs> so, you know, I was playing the same course, but I wasn't really playing the same course. Um, you know, I, I get in there and I was reminded of, some of the things that I liked, I think they, I think they did an excellent job of enhancing um, the the things about that course that made it good in the first place, um, and and all these little changes that some of which are big changes, um, they didn't. I don't think they changed the course 
they really just enhanced the course. Um, you know, the things, the, the holes that I liked before, I, I, I still liked and probably liked them a little bit more. Um, the holes that I didn't like before, I, I found myself, I, I don't know that I've got a hole that I, that I look back and I'm, I, I don't like. There are some that are better than others, I think, you know, just for whatever reason, whether it suits my game or whatever, there's some holes that I kind of go, eh, but, um, but not a lot of them. Um, I think they did an excellent job of, of using those new features to really enhance the characteristics that were already there. Fred. Um, I, I agree with Matt. I, I, I think that the things that were changed to the course didn't, didn't change the, the, the play of the course. Um, I, I will go back and say that, you know, my favorite stretch of that course, um, this kind of goes to your comment, Dave, is probably, probably around eight. Um, I can talk myself into scooting that back a little bit. That par three, seven is a beautiful hole. Um, uh, even that, even that par four before, I mean, I, I could, I could, I could walk myself all the way back to number one if I would do this. So I'm going to say starting around eight, you know, I, I love that little short hole I, I have from the beginning, but the changes they made to that little area right there around that pond, as you mentioned, um, man, it, ah, it, it really, it really sets, sets off um, kind of your senses when you look over through there, you know, you see, you see 11. Uh, I think they did a lot of work around 11 green. Um, you know, that runoff um, back right of the, of the green. Now, I don't believe that was there before. There's like a little collection area down there. I was down there and you want to talk about, you know, you can either, you can either skull it over that thing and have the chip right back down the hill where you might end up in the same spot. Or if you don't clear it and get it up there high enough, it comes right back to your feet. Um, uh, but for for number eleven there, I think that that's the most dramatic change that I probably noticed. Um, even from the tee, that that area between the pond and the fairway on the right side, um, you know, they they took that scraped look as you guys have talked about and kind of ran that almost all the way up. Uh, short right of the green um, and they cleaned out those trees on the left-hand side so you're looking at the back of 13 I know that Matt was kind of in 11 fairway I believe um, on that great from down there <laughs> we told you it did um, um, but I mean you can see so much things going on I can only imagine what that would be like in some kind of uh, you know what what a place to go and watch golf if there are you know, oh, yeah. as a tournament there, National that would be in theater. Oh my gosh. What, what kind of, you know, and those holes themselves are, you know, there's some short holes in there that you can take advantage of, or for us, if you walk out of there without a par, right. You're like, what just happened? You know, you know, and those guys are probably looking at it a little different. Hey, we're going to, we're going to get a three here or whatever. And then there's some, there's some long holes in there, you know, number 12, I don't care how good of a drive I hit. I mean, I mean, I can, I can hit a great one and I can throw it three times and I still have 200 yards into that green. It seems like I, I've never figured out where to hit that ball to, to make it, um, make it seem not as far. And then, you know, coming back down 13, you kind of have that little reveal. You kind of crest the hill. You don't see the green, you crest the hill and you come down and all of that is laid out behind it. Now, um, to me that, that area has, has made the, 
has had the biggest change, but 11 by far is probably the most dramatic changes for a single hole for me. And all it goes back and to your point, Dave, all of the trees they took out of, you know, what, four and 14. Uh, is that right? Number four and 14. Isn't 14 the long par five? Um, that's yes. on the other side of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, took, taking out all those trees, it, it made a huge difference. I mean, grass is probably 15, growing think, like crazy yeah. in there. Okay. 15. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. 13 is the par three. Uh, no, wait, 14 is the par three. My fault. Yep. Um, but removing those trees was, was, you know, a big change, but I don't think it, I don't think it compares to some of the changes they made in that little corridor you talked about. You know, and as far as playability, I'll just include 10 on that because they've almost doubled the airspace on 10. That used to be a really, that last one, as you're heading towards the halfway house with that Mm -hmm. uphill green at the end, that was a really tight tee shot before. And now it's, you know, it's fun to watch somebody load up and try to drive one down by the green Mm -hmm. um, because there there's width enough there. And that grass is in so much better shape. You know, one of the things that all that tree removal did and they've not just tree that paired it with when we were down there in December, of 20 they were getting started on probably digging up the original irrigation you know that was you know clay pipes and things that slate that was down there just the the conditions of the grass were so much better uh this time around and you know in the summer that place suffered because you the only way you could keep that grass alive was to because they had bent grass greens and the only way you could keep the greens alive were to drown them i mean where else we've never had a mud ball anywhere else down there, except, you know, the old greens at Southern pines you would have because they'd be so wet. Um, but yeah, I liked that, that 10 had more playability and 15 too. Um, just having a little bit wider corridor with more, more air. Um, the other one that really caught my, you mentioned, you know, around that turn, I thought the, the green at 16, that used to be a really tough green. I thought to hold for whatever reason, because you kind of had a half that short par four um, after the big par five, you'd have a, it was just the prince of awkward distances right there. Well, they've, um, they've gone closely mown turf. They've kind of changed some of the, my friends down there swear that there's less pinnable surface now on those greens because of the, the little ridge backs and the shelves and the humps and um, you know, I, I don't know what their target speeds are, but they're, there's enough slope in those greens that you may only have a hand, you know, four or five pin positions that you can hold there. I thought that was a green that was immediate, immediate, just that whole green complex was felt a whole lot friendlier. Uh, it was how I'll put it. So I don't know if there was something that in two, two green was the other one you used to, if it was a front pin and you were above the hole previously, that ball, it might as well be 16 at tobacco road. That ball is just as likely I put it sideways trying to switch back down the hills and it still ended up um, off the green. So those were two changes as far as, you know, strategy and playability on the whole that really caught my attention. I don't know if there was specific places, any specific thoughts you guys had that it's like, okay, this is really different or especially Matt, cause you hadn't, it had been two years since you'd been down there. Yeah. Well, what's funny is when you mentioned 16, I remember Andrew saying something about, um, about that specifically on that green where we're looking around and we're saying, I don't, I don't know how many places you can put this, you know, this flag here. Um, so that was one that apparently 
you know, caught a lot of people's eye. Um, I don't know. It's like I said, it, it was, it was just very different from, um, you know, from when I played it the first time for four green, four green in there was, was different. That, that looked and played quite a bit different. And, and I, I feel like, you know, what taking, taking all the trees out of four made that thing. I, I, I didn't love four last, the first time we played it. Um, and I think, don't get me wrong. It's still, again, with the elevation change coming up to that green, you got to add two clubs to get up there. Um, so again, it doesn't, what they did doesn't change how you have to play that. But I, I thought that the, you know, the drive coming off of that tee is more approachable than it was before. Um, with, with the reduction of those trees there. Um, and I thought the, you know, the approach, um, is, it is incredibly challenging, obviously, because you've got to get the distance right. And then even when you think you're far enough, you're still not far enough. But I, I didn't, like I said, the first time I played it, I didn't, I remember not particularly loving that. Um, it stuck out as something I was kind of meh. Um, and this time I thought it, it was enjoyable. It was challenging. It was very challenging, but it was still enjoyable. Um, so I, I like what they did there. And, and again, I don't, I don't know that they changed all that much with the exception of remo- you know, removing the trees. I, like, I don't think they, I don't know that they reshaped that green all that much, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm not remembering. It's been a while, but um, I found it to be a lot more enjoyable the way that it was set up this time for whatever reason. I agree. Fred? So I have a question for you guys. Uh, talking about holes playing different. Um, now, I know Matt's trip down there, the, the hole that was in the roughest condition was number two by far. Um, so with the changes they made to two, with bringing in that creek uh, that runs through the the bottom down there, or the, the little, I think it's a creek. I think they exposed the creek, right? Um, does that change? Did that change how you guys played that hole? It didn't for me because I'm, I mean, I'm still, I'm still not taking. I, that's just probably out of my area. That little downhill part of it. Um, that I'm not challenging. You know, that little, little bit of hazard down there. So I'll be laying up probably short of it. But did that change your guys's take on on two? It did. Um, and what's it's funny you bring that up. The it changed it a little bit for me. I was, I was very interested because I played that course with Andrew um, who hits the ball a country mile. Um, Former professional and, long driver. Yes. And so he, it was, it was very interesting to watch him. You know, he, he had to think about things a little bit differently. And sometimes he decided not to think about them on purpose. <laughs> and he said, I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway, because it's fun. Um, but it was very interesting to watch, you know, to watch somebody who who puts the ball just simply in a very different place um, than, you know, the rest of us. Um, John Mark can occasionally get something out there, but he, you know, he doesn't play it out there where, where Andrew's playing it on a regular basis. Um, but specifically back to two for me, yes, it did. Um I, I ended up taking a different club and, and laying up on that shot. 
um, where the previous time I would not have done so. I don't know that it, I don't know that I ended up benefiting from doing that uh, in retrospect. Um, but again, I thought two, two, I really liked two this time. I really didn't love two the last time. That's a place where I think those changes, uh, again, the, that's the, the scraped sand being put right in the perfect spot coming off the, off the tee, um, giving you, you know, giving you something to think about on that second shot. It, like I said, I think, I think they did an excellent job with that. And yeah, two is one of those, is one of those places where that definitely did, uh, did come into my head. And there's, there's several. Um, and, and most of the time I did the wrong thing and put it somewhere where I shouldn't have. Um, but yeah, that's, that was one for sure. Yeah. That whole, you know, before with it being soggy and there not being, you know, not really much hazard other than just don't hit it up on the train tracks. That was just hit it hard, find it, hit it hard again. There was no real strategy. The only strategy of the hole was trying to judge that uphill to the green. Yep. So the, the addition of some strategic interest and some of it was just eye candy. Some of it was out of reach um, for my game anyway, probably a three shot hole for me, nine out of 10 times anyway. Um, so, and that's saying the question, grab the question is where are you going to leave it now? At least the question is where are you going to leave it after the second shot? Right. Right. And I, I, yeah, I got right up close, right up next to the trouble and kind of got away with it. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, the key shot still judging that uphill to a, what now a little less severe green, but yes, to your point, Fred, that one, that one played quite a bit differently um, just right out of the gate because it was so noticeably kind of rough before um, I thought to that point, I thought on the front nine, five played a little bit differently. The, the part downhill par five where they brought in some, there's a definite speed slope kind of spot now yeah right, right next to the trouble i mean talk about classic strategy the the more risk you take on it, it's kind of a little bit mm -hmm. blind so you know the first time around anyway you don't know that like oh there's a giant bunker there that ate my ball <laughs> um but yeah if you you flirt with you flirt with the disaster and you get away with it then you've got just a, a really short club into a par five green it's great you know just yeah versus yeah. if you play it safe out to the right then you've got a little more little more trouble that hole, I almost didn't even remember. Like, I think that, that yes, it plays so much different than the first time I played it. As I was playing it, I, I remember saying, I don't, I don't even remember this one being here the first time. Yeah. And when we say play different, they all play better. I don't, I don't remember, I don't have any memories of like, well, this is stupid. They shouldn't have done this. Nope. Um, the bunkers are a little, I guess they're the bunker proper aesthetic maybe matches more kind of they brought that from down the street more than than i thought might because the um southern pines had ragged bunkers but of a different character than than kind of that fingerly kind of wavy rough edged um bunkers i'll tell you the biggest change for me to the whole place was that the place was packed i mean the place was absolutely and i granted i think there was a a an event over at Pinehurst right after we left. Um, but the word is out on Southern Pines already. I mean, the place was jammed back. We'd gone down there, you know, early last December and we were able to get two loops around. We played two different sets of tees, got around it twice. 
there was no chance they were they were you know a little sterner in the, the clubhouse a little tighter with their carts going out at, at certain times um but i mean yeah there was nothing place was jam-packed so um to where we started fred you know whether that's going to change the character um you know all these changes is it going to there's a price increase coming i don't know if they've if it's public for 2022 yet or not what the numbers going to actually be but you know will, will that be the biggest change and a two-parter would it be offset and would you be satisfied with it being busier if they went and refound some of those other nine holes that are up in the woods that you can see on a, a satellite image mm -hmm. that's a good question come back to me on that okay let, let me think about it um <laughs> man i don't know that, that's a tough one <laughs> Well, with it being Matt, I'll, I'll let Fred you on this while I bring this one to you. You know, part of the being more crowded, maybe, I don't know. Did you get a look at Swole Fred on his way through the course? Was he available? Because we were we were on 15 and some guy just some it's like if Fred had done steroids for 10 years and then gotten really fat afterwards, just came kind of walking out of the woods where the maintenance shed is just kind of like no neck and, and his arms don't you know a guy that can't reach down and pick up his keys type and he just kind of strolling through the course on a, a saturday morning just just out there happy to to be there i didn't know <laughs> if we were the only group that saw that leprechaun or not but we have I, I don't remember seeing I that oh. yeah i was with matt i don't think we saw that yeah i'm, no, sure that I'm pretty sure matt that pointed stuck. that out yeah, yeah that would have stuck in my head yeah. bald i mean bald head beard glasses he was it was swole fred right. handsome fred handsome fella huh <laughs> um so i i will make one comment I, I the the gentleman that we got paired with he told us that southern pines was hosting the event and it was the it was the carolina something or another yeah there was, it was north and south yeah there was a there was a bar stool event at pinehurst after we left oh. too which is why oh. that place was i think so nutty so i think there was probably some spillover oh, okay but yeah, we had guys playing seniors and super seniors. Um, yeah, we're out there practicing. But um, yeah, a little different. They're playing a little different game. They, you know, I, I, I guess they added what two tee boxes there, or at least one, because <laughs> instead of the old red, white, and blue system, those guys were playing kind of a gold or a gold. You know, our guy was up two tee boxes from where we were playing, um, but wasn't playing the forward tees. So that that part of playability will be interesting but i'll let you guys closing thoughts on southern pines matt go ahead i mean i'm gonna jump in on the one fred didn't take and i'm, I'm gonna say yes I, I will pay for if they find a a what amounts to brand new donald ross nine um and and rediscover something in the jungle i'm in um i think there's something you can see yeah, parts of it coming down, mm -hmm. coming yeah. down 13. I've, I've found Jared's ball over there. There's like a, a golf ball graveyard. If you slice one far enough, right. Coming down the hill off 13 T you're mm -hmm. on one of the old holes that mm -hmm. it's ghosted. Yeah. There's, there's, there's an Indiana Jones aspect to that, that I find quite appealing. There's uh, one of the holes. Um, if you walk behind 13 T it's yes. behind, it's behind 13 T. Yeah. Yeah. The plane you can still are there. Yeah, you can still see the tree line, and, and the greens are giant big patches of uh, sand 
there's mm-hmm. like these big these giant like you know oddly shaped patches of uh sand that are the old greens but all right sorry i didn't mean to jump in your uh closing remarks there matt that's all right my closing remark was mostly stealing your question that you didn't answer so you know that's all right that's fine um, I'll, I'll just copy your answer okay well, that's, that's, you're a smart man um no it's uh i southern pines has come a long way in two years um those those folks that took it over obviously know what they're doing we we knew they did but um i think they did an excellent job of bringing the course back um making it uh making it its own um you know really utilizing what was already there and enhancing it as opposed to uh changing it too much or making it look too much like one of the other courses uh that they have in their stable um and and like i said it's a it's it's got that it's got that working man's feel that i think really fits very well down there because not not very many of them at least not not very many of the ones we've played have that same type of feel correct fred uh well I mean, I agree with Matt. I mean, my 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 affection for that course has not waned. Um, if anything, I would I would be hard pressed to tell you that it that it it grew because I've enjoyed it. You know, even even when it was even the first time we played it, um, I I don't I'm not saying that I'm one of those guys that can see you know what is to be or what could be i'm i'm not that fortunate i just liked the course then second time we went down i liked it more um i think that i just might be one of those people every time i go by and i play it i'm 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 gonna like it maybe a little bit more um is it most southern pines now must play for a visit down there i would have to say for me yes our Um, trips are gonna have to be like seven days now yeah (laughs) The amount I mean, of the amount of must plays that we keep, we keep answering that question. Yes, unfortunately, there, every time. There's no reason. I mean, there hasn't come, there hasn't been a good reason not to play it yet, right? I mean, the first time we played it, it was in very poor shape, right? I mean, it was in very poor shape. We kind of knew that, and Matt almost walked off the course on the middle of two. I mean, he was ready to go home, um, and even if it stays and it doesn't nothing else happens to it i mean it's a phenomenal place to go and play especially the especially for what we do right i mean we go down there we go in we we might get some cocktails we might get something to eat we walk around for a little bit and we go out and we play and it's fun right there there's holes that are stupid challenging and there's holes that you know we all can sit back and you know and and challenge the hole right there's there's holes that challenge you and there's holes that you can challenge um we i think we've all said a couple other times that we can't think of a bad hole there's some that are better than the rest but you can't really pick out one that's not good um and and that's hard that's that's hard to come by you know that's just that's just hard to say yeah i I can't now we might say I can't stand that hole because, you know, we've taken eights on it before or whatever, but, um, it's just, it's just the, it's, it's a different type of Pinehurst course down there. And there might be more, you know, people from down there might have other ones that are just as good, but unfortunately I haven't been able to play them yet. So right now, you know, um, 
I'm a diehard Southern Pines fan. Matt, it's must play for you. Is is it if I had to make you flip the coin, tilt it one way or the other towards between pine needles and southern pines, you only get to play don't one. Do it to me, David. Don't 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 make me choose. No. Um look, I I feel like I'm in the minority. I've said this before on this podcast. I love pine needles. For whatever reason, it suits my eye, it suits my game. I feel very comfortable when I'm out there. Um despite, you know, dudes grifting on the on the 17th hole or whatever. Um <laughs> yeah, I, I still go pine needles. I forgot I about that. After right. Yeah, hit the green for charity. Right. Uh, I know what charity a, those guys are going. Let me to. pull a giant wad of cash out of my out of my pocket here for charity. Um, that wasn't a giant wad of cash. That was like some small town banks yeah. don't have that much money on hand. Like that, that rubber band was having a rough day <laughs> holding that roll together. It was. It was. But yes, I'm. I like I said, for whatever reason, pine needles suits me, and so I will still. Despite Southern Pines being a wonderful place, if if gun to my head, I go, I still go pine needles. But I think I'm the only one who does. It, it, this is America. You're allowed to be wrong. There's no law That's against right. it. God bless America. Uh, Want to put a, a postscript on a couple of other things from our trip. You know, we made two two more uh, loops around the cradle. Um, a morning, we snuck a morning one in there, which I rather enjoyed. Um, we had three holes in one on the day which was something un, something we did not have on our bingo card for this group. Um, no. Two in the morning and one in the, the evening round. How has that, you know, how has that experience grown on you guys since the first time we were down there in 18? So we've played it three different years now. Just kind of the way it's matured, the way the vibe has gone, the pine cone being replaced with, the, with a more permanent structure. I, they probably have a name for it. I just don't, I can't remember it, but... Uh, let me just get some thoughts after yet another couple of loops around the cradle. Well, I'll go because you guys, you guys, uh, your opinions of it are going to be greatly skewed by your, by your hole in one activities. Your so, opinions are going to be greatly skewed by a bunch of infusions, but go ahead. <laughs> no, that happens every time. How can it be skewed if it happens every time? There's no difference. Um, you know, it's, it's fun. I mean, that's the, that's the best way to putting it. it it's, it's fun. You know, you could go out there. There's, there's the little, the little swales, the little, you know, punch bowls. Um, it's, it's built for fun. And if you go out there and you, you have a group of guys like we did, we were playing a nine some at one time, were we not? Or a five some. Was it a five some? We were six some. Well, we were yeah. six on the last six time, but we did, we've done nine before. Yeah. So I get my trips all mixed up. So, um, but, you know, when you can throw that many guys on the tee box and you break it up into teams and, you know, there's there's seven different, you know, angles out there for for somebody to lose or, or win a dollar here and there. And and of course, you know, every time you're in with 15 feet of Dave left or right of the green, it suddenly becomes a chip off. And, you know, I mean, you have to have like one of those little pocket notebooks to keep track of, you know, who I owe dollars to um that's just fun you know somebody grabs you know some drinks and you're walking around you're throwing your clubs around you're trying to get that little club carrier that they gave me to stand up for the first four holes and I finally get that to work and um 
it's just it's just a good time it's a great way to start your day and it's a great way to end your day if you follow it up with you know a couple hours of putting with uh you know 150,000 of your closest new friends on uh the putting green matt um first off i'm impressed that they've managed to um violate the laws of physics by somehow quadrupling the staff the number of staff that are getting drinks for you at the no longer pine cone yet somehow not increasing the speed at which those drinks come out Uh, that's i'm still kind of uh blown away by the fact that they there were that many more people and it was you know about, about the same weight but um that notwithstanding no it's a wonderful time it's a wonderful time to um you know what like you said morning or evening fred i appreciate you bringing up the hole in one because you know being the modest man that i am i wasn't you know i wasn't going to do that but that was crazy um that that we had three of those in the same day uh i i i felt bad for zero seconds stealing john mark's thunder having the second one um and yeah no it's I, I, for whatever reason, I, I think the afternoon, it, I like unwinding there a little bit more than, than starting the, the day there. Don't get me wrong. If, if you can get out there and start your day with that, it's a great way to start a day. Um, but if again, gun to my head this time, I, I would go for the later in the day round. If I had the choice, um, I think it's just a nice unwind, relax, get a cocktail, hit a, a 30 yard tee shot on purpose on, instead of on accident, <laughs> like usual. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just a lot of fun. Well, to that point, that's what, that's exactly what that is designed for. I mean, sure. Yeah. Maybe some, some early risers or some grandparents can take some grandkids and, and do a couple loops earlier in the middle of the day, but those short courses are designed in my opinion those little par threes are designed to do exactly what you're talking about you unwind there you've played your golf up on the big course and it's a it's go not hit and giggle hit and gamble you know you heard it this summer at wisconsin with the sandbox you know there's nobody out there in the morning there was nobody after us for a couple of hours it was meant to be kind of where you chase sundown in the the magic hour with the golden sun Mm -hmm. And the tall pines and the shadows and all that's exactly you know that that's peak cradle um and and the hooting and hollering seems to uh, increase as the evening goes on it does and i I wrote about this that it's when you combine that with thistle dew with the putting course and that scene on the porch i really think that's the hap short of saint andrews i think that is the happiest place in golf you've got the confluence you've got thistle dew you know with two different nine hole putting courses kind of an homage to the himalayas so they're all wild and crazy putts you know you know when you hear somebody cheer or roar at the cradle everybody kind of stops and like oh did he get a hole in one or was it a near miss for hole in one everybody is excited to cheer everybody's giggling laughing at each other at oh look how awful a putt he just hit look at that still going still going you know you hit a you, you hit one you hit one putt off the green from the other side of the green and they never let you forget it right it, but it's <laughs> and then you've got people going in and out of the bar to get drinks you're running down to you know the cradle bar it's just there were it's a mass of humanity and everybody's happy i don't know but i didn't see anybody not having fun out there Fred, fred's making fred's making friends with the group playing next to us you know as expected i 
I just thought the the putting course that this will do, I don't know if it works as a standalone attraction. If there's no cradle out there, do you think, what do you guys think? What it, you know, we had not done a lot of that putting course before, but we did plenty of it this time. Let me get your thoughts on it. Uh, no, I, I, I mean, if that's just standalone and there's people coming off of the big courses, I don't think you have all those people there that late, you know, it was dark. I mean, it is, it is dark when people were leaving there. Um, people falling over that little, that little ledge, blowing out on the, you know, I mean that, of course, a couple cocktails helps in that, but I don't think we've been down there once where I haven't seen somebody fall. Um, so, uh, but they're all happy. Like Dave said, they, they all get up chuckling. So, Hey, something must be right. But I don't think if the, if, if the cradle's not there, I don't, I mean, the putting green is probably still you know, there and is as nice and as entertaining as it is, but you don't have the number of people that are there. When you have those people that, that play around on the cradle, go back and sit up and watch, watch the little punch bowl green and watch some other stuff, hooting and holler at people. They don't know, have some cocktails. They all bleed over to that, um, to that putting course. Yeah. It's not, it's not nearly, nearly as big or um, nearly the attraction. If you don't have the cradle there, in my opinion. Well, and, and where it's located, I think feeds right into that, right? It sits, it sits right between the cradle and the porch slash, you know, number eighteen green on number two, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, so you've got you've got the folks maybe that had just played number two for the first time that are feeling good about themselves. You've got the folks at the cradle that are just there to have a good time, and that that putting green is right smack dab in the middle of all of that. Um, so I think it is a really a perfect confluence of, of happiness, um, that yes, if it was a standalone thing, if that cradle was just an open field, it would get some play. It would, it would be fun, but it wouldn't be the same. Got you. Um, again, I think happiest place in golf. Um, last thing, get you out of here on this. What did you guys think? Um, you guys moved up a tee at tobacco road on our getaway round We moved up from. I don't know what do we play disc usually and, and went up one, but I'll tee it up by saying this way. I have played the front nine, Matt, like you and I played Ely where I just went to, I just picked a new tee box because it was the most convenient or I didn't want to walk over there. Oh, ooh, I wonder what this course, you know, what this hole looks like from over there and had kind of had played a, a patchwork. Um, what did you think? Did you think differently about the course going around from a different literal different point of view i i found it to be so again this was our this was our getaway round so we played for two days straight um and it was cold in the morning none of us were moving particularly well at that point for whatever reason um and you know we adjusted the handicaps accordingly but i found that moving up in that particular circumstance really suited our our games that day and really made it more fun um again it it depends on depends on how you're hitting it it depends on you know the the weather conditions being cold that day really I, i think you know for whatever reason that really played into it a little bit um but no, I, th- I thought the course was very enjoyable from up there. Um, it just, like I said, it, 
I didn't ever get the feel that I was that I was really kind of having to stretch to to get into one. Um, it made it more comfortable, um, and that there's so much out there as far as visual intimidation goes that it's still plenty plenty difficult and plenty entertaining. It didn't take that aspect out of it. Um, I still managed to you know the the hundred yard what is it stit number six that little par three mm-hmm. um yes. i still managed to find a way to take i don't know a six or an eight or something absurd on that from like 100 yards out um so there's still plenty of opportunities to to screw up from those but like i said if if you are a shorter hitter um or if it's one of those situations where it's uh you know where the conditions are not fabulous um, I think it it does allow for a little bit. Um, again, I don't want to say that it wouldn't be fun from from back at the the other tees, but um, I I would definitely not be afraid to move up to those tees and, and play them again. Brad, uh, it was it was night and day for me. I mean, you know, short shorter hitter. You know, I I really appreciated the fact of not hitting seven woods and three woods, you know, into those treacherous greens, um, you know, all day long. Um, I, uh, I was, I'll be honest. I was, um, I don't want to say upset, but I was, I was not extremely happy with Matt and, um, Mark when they were like, Oh, we're going to play from this one. And I'm like, no, you guys aren't playing from up here. I was like, you're just doing it because, you know, I look like I'm about ready to keel over and I I'm playing bad and I'm, you know, bitching about my seven wood and everything else. Like I normally do. I was like, no, we're not doing it. We're playing. And you know, I'm like, fine. I'm not going to argue whatever. As as good friends, we said, go play wherever the hell you want. We're playing from here. Yeah. (laughs) So it, I mean, it, it made, it made that day. It it made that round of probably my most enjoyable round at tobacco road. Um, I got to hit, you know, normal shots. I got to hit eight irons. I got to hit, you know, clubs that, you know, I, I like to hit and that I can hit closer and, and I can do things with, you know, you can only, you can only, uh, you can only keep your chins up for so long when you're hitting, you know, four irons and stuff into every, every par four. So, um, it was, it was great. I'm, I'm glad we, I'm glad I moved up. I'm glad that, you know, those two were, were nice enough to move up with me. Uh, scores were, I mean, my scores were a little bit better um, just, just based on that, but I, I had a lot more fun. I mean, it was, it, yes, the scores were a little bit better, but I don't know that it, it's not a situation where they were markedly better. Um, you know, you still have to hit the shots. The greens are still the greens. Um, you're not driver wedge into every par four by any stretch. Um, so if, if, for, if anybody's listening, who hasn't been out there, you know, it is not a situation where, you know, going up one tee box there, you know, turns it, turns it into something that's eight strokes easier. Cause it just, it doesn't, it's still very challenging. Um, it just took some of the, a little bit of the stress off the, off the front end. I will agree. And I'll, I'll get you out of here on this. Think about it for just a second. Being back at Tobacco Road after being at Sand Valley Resort and seeing those massive landforms. I mean, the, the 
the kind of there's a shock and awe factor when you get to tobacco road of just the wildness the the crazy look of wow look at that but after being you know and a lot of it is the vertical movement that's a golf course that is scorecard distances i think it tips out in the 6600 range or 6500 it's very short um you know front to back but there's so much movement up and down that it, it that's where a lot of the difficulty and the genius comes from so but not necessarily asking you to compare and contrast but did it um john mark said it kind of underwhelmed being back there after seeing just the the scale of sand valley and i, I was curious if that popped into your head or, or or what you think upon reflection on that i think um, it's oh, go ahead, Matt. I, I got it um yeah. no i mean i think it's it's a little bit i i could see where he's coming from with that um for me i think it's more just this is the what third fourth time i've been there um and so i think it's more that than it is sand valley um same valley is a it's a different type of place as we've discussed um and yes it is it is more massive um as 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 much room as there is at uh tobacco road sand valley there's a heck of a lot more um so it does it does make it um <laughs> you know it's certainly not diminutive but it definitely does make it feel a little bit smaller um so if I could see that being something that loses a little bit of the that shock factor, but I don't know. I still think there are still so many shots there between the blind shots and you know the 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 pit on eleven is still is still ominous. Um, you know, it 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 may only be you know two hundred yards long instead of four hundred yards long, but it's still plenty. Uh, and I'm still stupidly trying to hit over the corner of it for some reason. Um, so no, I, I think to me, there's still plenty of, of awe out there. It's just that I've started to figure out what's eye candy and what's really dangerous a little bit more, at least. Fred. Uh, I, I think it comes down to, uh, I hope I use these words correctly. I'm sure you'll let me know. Both of you will let me know if I do not, but I think that the difference between the two courses, I would say that Sand Valley is the, the word that comes to mind is vast. Like, I mean, it's from like horizon to horizon. It's all out there in front of you. It's, it's huge. Um, and, and tobacco road is more dynamic. Um, it's, it's more of that shock and all like, you know, you stand there on the first tee, there's two giant mounds. And I think that's the best way of putting it. You know, they're just giant mounds of dirt that you are staring you right in the face. Um, you go to number three, right? And uh, it's that par three and you look out and it's just dynamic because there's, there's, you know, hardly any grass up there to hit. You know, it's surrounded by bunkers. Um, I think that's the biggest difference between the two. And that, that might be because as Matt said, we played it, you know, three or four times now. Um, so some of that, that wow factor is, a, is a little bit, um, mitigated at this point, I would think, but, um, but, you know, even if you go back to, to sand Valley, I have to think that you're still going to sit there up there. What on that Craig's porch or up there where you got the talk, get the tacos and you sit there and you look and, 
everything you see is sand valley golf course it seems like i mean it's just it stretches forever yeah my after thinking about his point my take was that i think tobacco roads actually more impressive now because it's kind of a small ballpark like there's a lot of movement and all those blind shots and those mounds and the the artificially created dunes and the vast waste areas and it's all in a pretty small corridor i mean you've got um i think i'd been down there two or three times before i realized as you're walking back to the clubhouse off of nine green if you look right there's 17 green you i was today it was just one of those oh well that's okay that's where we were you know i couldn't get oriented on the back the first few times we played it but it's yeah it's a lot of movement kind of in a small space so yeah the scale doesn't match now after having been up to see mammoth dunes and sitting up on the porch um at the the sand valley course but i just wanted to get your guys thoughts on that so thanks for, for putting a little thought into it well guys thank you any other thoughts to close out from the trip from the, the golf courses i want to i want to play golf a lot right now <laughs> Thanks for stopping by for this episode of the Blind Shots Podcast. As you heard, we all had a pre-existing affinity for Southern Pines, and that is a feeling that is only growing stronger now that the course has been improved over the last year. There may well be more improvements to come. I know there are plenty of tree stumps that could be ground down or removed uh, outside of the playing corridors, so not sure if there are more strategic or aesthetic changes afoot, but I do intend to find out next year. Good Lord willing, and the river don't rise. Remember, it's a season of giving, so head on over to Apple Podcasts and give our show a rating and quick review. Every time someone gives us a five-star rating, your golf ball becomes 15% more resistant to scrapes, scuffs, and cart paths guaranteed. Hope you've enjoyed what you heard here today. If you didn't like what you heard, sorry about that. I can't do anything about it now, but I will try to do better next time, I promise. And I hope you will join us next time here on the Blind Shots Podcast. Until then, stay safe, be smart. Enjoy the holiday season with your loved ones if you have the chance. And as always, when you do have the choice, do decide to go for it and take dead aim. Yeah, we're going to have to get you on a vitamin plan or something. <laughs> Ginseng or something. Make that man hey, yeah. some tea. I mean, you guys can... Uh, that grows that, everywhere down there, That's right? not what you think it is. That's not <laughs> oh. what you do with that. Oh, sorry. I thought, I thought that's what John Mark said he gave me. <laughs> it's ginseng. No, nobody has ever rolled any ginseng and smoked <laughs> it before. I thought that was kind of weird. <laughs> I thought that's the way you done it in Kentucky. I don't know. I'm very confused. I have my Easter egg for this episode. My little, I think my sound <laughs> clip for the end just got made. I don't like always being that guy. All right. Hey, Matt, say something dumb. Uh.